is Tuesday, August 2nd, 2016, and this is Radio Wave. event you didn't hear of, never a warning given, never reported in the headlines, August 2nd, 1981, a declaration of war. The Virgin Mary appeared at an obscure threshing floor in a corner of the world, in an unknown village called Medjugorje. The Virgin told us that a great struggle was about to unfold between her son and Satan, and that human souls were at stake. All the while, the world moved forward into a war it didn't know was begun. You, between two sides, her son and Satan, heaven and hell, earth the battleground. The time of separation was started On which side shall you be? Entering a New Time, a booklet by a friend of Medjugorje, timeless in its message, important in its direction. Entering a New Time from Caritas of Birmingham. Order on medj.com, spelled M-E-J.com, and click on Medjmart, or call in the U.S. 205 Entering a New Time by a Friend of Medjugorje Available from Caritas of Birmingham We have indeed entered a new time and in these recent days we have seen more and more the separation that has taken place that a friend of Medjugorje wrote about, well, probably that book was written about 15 or 16 years ago. And what was seen so clearly there came through the wisdom found in the message. And so tonight, a friend of Medjugorje will open up for us a new message that we received today through Our Lady, through Mariana, for the whole world. And so as we begin this broadcast, we ask you to open your hearts in prayer as we turn Radio Wave over to our host, a friend of Medjugorje. A gigantic, huge day, August 2nd, for what happened 35 years ago, which was the message you heard on this recording when we started. We've put forth the idea of this concept 
then nobody will pull out of the message. First of all, they have a certain fear or they're timid about, we can't say this, or maybe we're over Satan's, we're overstating something. There's been a fear to put out certain messages that may cause controversy, not because it's controversial, because controversy doesn't come around Jesus. He wasn't controversial. Different movements of the church wasn't controversial. It was the people who made the controversy. And so messages have a stigma that many in the Medjugorje world will not talk about. For one thing, it brings on persecution. Another thing, they bring accusations against you. You're, you're inflating things. How do you inflate those words? And you've heard it many times and read it many times through the past 30 years. I've never shied from it. In fact, I don't think I've ever heard anybody even quote it one time that promotes Medjugorje because they don't want that coming from the parish. This is inciting and causing things to incite people and scare people. And This is going to be one more complication for the church to approve Medjugorje. Let's don't put this out. Let's hide it. Garbage. I don't accept that. You either believe in the apparitions and you say what all he says, or you don't. Don't pick and choose what you're going to put out. August 2nd, 1981. A great struggle is about to unfold between my son and Satan. Human souls are at stake. That is a declaration. That's a declaration of war between heaven and hell. And just what I wrote for the commercial that you heard. We're caught in the middle. We can't even see that or understand a concept. How is this going to be? You can now, though. You see it now. Who could imagine just 35 years ago that today we would have people being killed in this country and much more in other countries in Europe or even in Syria? People being beheaded because they're Christians. And former Muslims killed because they are apostates to the Muslim faith because they became Christian. I guess Our Lady's words were right. Tragic. Tragic was it that when I was with Ivanka and she ended the apparition, her annual apparition, hysterical, crying, horrible pictures, horrible pictures, horrible pictures. She ran through the house. She grabbed her coat, even in June because it was cool that year. She ran out, left her husband in the yard, her child crying, and ran to the church. And nobody put it out. It could be controversial. We better be careful about saying what Ivanka saw. So we don't say nothing. The credibility that would have gained of what Ivanka saw at that apparition is through the roof. Because she saw hundreds of thousands of bodies floating down the river. Body to body. The water red. Nine months later from that apparition, the genocide broke out in Rwanda. She saw it. Nine months before it happened. Did you hear about it? No, the parish house had to know about it. And that's why often I'm in trouble there. Because if a lady says it, I'm not going to shut up about it. If it's public or she gives something on the mountain in the apparition, we will put it out. 
Have you noticed we're the only ones that put out the program messages to this day? But you don't know. 25 years ago, we was told to stop. 20 years ago, we was told to stop. We're not going to stop. We stand up for a lady. It's a comfort for us when a lady comes here. That what she said in her message today, that she says, when I'm among you, I feel love. We love our lady, especially when she's here in the bedroom. And she does things here with us because she's comfortable here. She knows we'll die for her. We're sinners like anybody else. We're not saints. But one thing I tell you is we love Our Lady. We believe in her messages. If she says it, we will put it out. And that's what we're putting out today. And the second of the month message is the same way. They didn't want it out. Why? Because it causes problems. Let's be a little bit more political. Let's be a little bit more quieter. We are not going to shut up, even if it costs us our neck. Our Lady, Queen of Peace of Medjugorje's August 2nd, 2016 message given through Mariana on the Day for Nonbelievers. Dear children, I have come to you, among you, for you to give me your concerns so that I may offer them to my son, that I may intercede for you before him for your good. I know that each of you has his concerns, his trials. Therefore, I am inviting you in a motherly way. Come to the table of my son. He is breaking bread for you. He is giving himself to you. He is giving you hope. He is asking for more faith, hope, and serenity from you. He is seeking of you to battle within against egoism, judgment, and human weaknesses. Therefore, as a mother, I am saying, pray, because prayer gives you strength for the interior battle. My son, when he was little, often said to me that there will be many who will love me and call me mother. Among you, I feel love. Thank you. For the sake of that love, I am imploring my son that none of you, my children, will return home the same as he came, that you may take with you all the more hope, mercy, and love, that you may be my apostles of love who will witness with their lives that the Heavenly Father is the source of life and not of death. Dear children, anew, in a motherly way, I am imploring you, pray for the chosen ones of my Son, for their blessed hands, for your shepherds, that they may preach my Son with all the more love and in this way bring about conversions. Thank you. A beautiful, beautiful message, powerful message. And he said that none of you, my children, will return home the same as he came. An amazing line. Do you realize you, those people who sat on that mountain, spent the night, our community did that, our group did, who waited for our lady to come, 
that they were told directly by this woman of Revelations that none of you, my children, will return home the same as he came. To have that and be specifically there and be specifically told by the Virgin Mary, being physically in her presence, is an amazing thing in one's life, in the history of their whole life. When they go back to Italy, France, America, Ireland, Korea, wherever, many places across the world, they have something that's so intimate and so historic in their life that few other have it. We have right now most of the community on a field trip, evangelization trip for four days. Only seven of us are here at Caritas. When this message came in this morning, we sent it to them. They slipped it underneath the hotel room doors so they could have it. That none of you, my children, will return home the same as he came. Do you see the genius of the profoundness of our lady's messages? That's two different groups. Those who were there with our lady, those who are on the evangelization trip right now and field trip, get something from our lady that when you come home, you're not going to come back home the same. They called and were struck by that because they feel what they're doing in witnessing Our Lady's way of life, evangelizing. And the two different locations, that group was there in Medjugorje, our group's out somewhere else. If they're going to return home here, back to our community, there's hope, more mercy, and more love. Because of what they've been doing as apostles of Our Lady's love. So a community group witnessed, and they get something from it. This is the genius of the message. And you say, well, they were out when this was given. What are you going to do if you're someplace, and you're praying two years from now, and you picked at random this message, and you're out doing something away from home, or doing a retreat, you see the beauty of the message? It takes nothing away from those who are on the mountain as far as they being in LA's presence in the real time, but it takes nothing away two years from now from somebody else picking this message if they're on retreat to be renewed to come back home with mercy, love, and hope. All the way back in June 24th, 1986, there were thirty to 50,000 people on the mountain at Cross Mountain in Medjugorje. And LA told Maria and Yvonne at the prayer group, you are on a tabor. You receive blessings, strength, and love. Carry them into your families and into your homes. To each one of you, I grant a special blessing. Continue in joy, prayer, and reconciliation. That was a momentous moment for those people on the mountain. But how many people have gone there or the cross here we have? on the mountain, or some other place, and pick this message at random, and Our Lady tells you there, it applies into the future as it does in the present. And that's why Our Lady said, read my messages every day and transmit them into life. We live beautiful moments of peace. We need to be praying for peace. We need to ask Our Lady, what are these things that you want us to do? She said and spoke about inner serenity. If we don't have any serenity, we can't be in peace. We often ask Maria, after an apparition here in the bedroom, what was our lady's disposition? She says, tranquil. In other words, 
our ladies and ask them once, what do you say? What do you define that? She says, Ali's at peace. She's tranquil. She's serenity. Ali desires that for us. She desires that for you. How do you have that? You pray for peace. Pray for peace 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 It's strange that peace is associated with war. We've spoken about this often. The object of every war is a more perfect peace. 
is no longer that we can sit around and not have confrontation for the purpose of peace. But if we don't ground it in prayer, if we don't have a prayer life, if we're not keeping God's commandments, and when we break them, confess, and repent, then we'll be defeated, and we'll be living amidst war constantly. To pray for peace means to be empowered. The strength of the power that we carry in convicting the culture will bring peace to the culture. People will dare not to offend us. We're offended every day because there's a strength in those that's opposed to us. It's time to get off the couch. It's time to get our rosaries and pray and act that we'll no longer be silent. You're not going to roll over us anymore. And the more we come together as one, and I say that in a particular way because every, everybody's wanting to say, well, our nation is one. We're not one. The purpose of the early Christians was to get together and witness the oneness, see how they love one another. Our Lady's plan is not to get everybody to amalgamate. Our Lady's plan is to get everybody underneath her son and become one. Those living a convicted fullness of Christianity will attract others to join them. When you're weak, who wants to join it? If you have an opportunity to play sports on the best number one team, as opposed to 20 others, which one do you want to play on? We haven't been the number one team. We're too apologetic. We're too politically correct. But it's time for us to pray for peace and become one and very, very strong in our conviction that you're not going to get in our face anymore. And we're not going to win you over in the way that you want us to subjugate ourselves to compromise to you. Compromise is not in the Bible. It's not in the vocabulary of the saints. It wasn't in anybody who spoke out that lived holiness that I'll compromise with you. And when we go with other cultures who have degraded themselves Instead of lifting them up, we come to where they are, we become compromisers. And eventually that will affect our faith, and that's where our faith is right now, thrown in the gutter. We have no power, but we're growing, and our lady's leading us to show us this love. In the writing today that you wrote about the message, you concentrated or focused on the words of Our Lady today, where she said he is seeking of you to battle within against egoism, judgment, and human weaknesses. And you were speaking primarily about the battle, the interior battles in our own lives, in our own hearts that are always being waged. But as I read the message tonight, Our Lady is could Our Lady also be referring about the battles within and the interior battle as the battles within the body of the church and the battles in the interior of the body of the nation and in the body of the family? That these are battles that we're all confronting or co- being called to confront. And it's not just about the heart, but also the the physical battles that are taking place in the church. 
in which we are confronting egoism, judgments, human weaknesses within the church, within the nation. Well, we will not be strong if we don't confront first ourselves. The whole process of conversion is self-confrontation. You cannot confront somebody on the street if you haven't confronted your own. The Bible says that. Take the plank out of your own eye before you take the splinter out of the eye of your neighbor. You can take the splinter out of the eye of your neighbor, but you have to work on yourself first. You have to clean your own act up. And then you can always go and say, I'm a sinner. I've not done anything worse. In fact, I'm I'm worse than you because I'm close to the Lord and close to Our Lady. But that doesn't stop me from saying, brother, this is wrong. We won't accept it. We're not going to accept this behavior. And so we've had so many people put up with so many things and like the scandal in the church, there's a silence because of what's happened. But that's can be all this is to be rectified now. We're to be an anchor. We're to hold on to all those things that batter us and be strong on this journey that God's given to us with Our Lady. It's, a, it's an adventure. It's the most exciting thing that's happened in 2,000 years. Can you imagine today the Virgin Mary came and said something that we didn't know for 2,000 years? It may gloat over, and many people see it when they first read the message. They say, oh, how nice, how beautiful. But it's profound, very profound that the Virgin Mary has revealed something that we haven't read before by the saints. We never heard this before. It's not in church history. And maybe it died with the last apostles. Maybe they know this story. But she told us a story today that's 2,000 years old. She says, my son, when he was little, isn't that beautiful? Is that not astounding? Did you stop and measure that and savor these words? My son, when he was little, often said to me, wow, I got, I got so excited. I wanted to slow down. I didn't want to know the punchline. What is little Jesus, when he was small, often said to his mother, my son, when he was little, often said to me that there will be many who will love me and call me mother. Wow. If you just read it, it's no big deal. If you get into it, it's a huge thing. Nobody knew this. St. Francis didn't know it. St. Bridget didn't know it. And the only ones could have known is somebody like John, the apostle. It's not recorded. This is exciting. But not only what that statement said, my son, when he was little, often said to me that there will be many who would love me and call me mother. She ends that sentence with mother. And then she makes another statement that's really tied to it that you can overlook this. She says, among you, I feel love. We feel when Our Lady comes and appears in the bedroom or in the field, she feels love here. Where do you know, Maria goes, or the other visionaries, that they're out of sight anywhere in the world, and then Our Lady says, I'll appear again a second time today. Where in the world do you know that when the visionaries are traveling someplace and the apparition time comes and goes, Our Lady doesn't appear and she waits till she gets here? Our Lady's always done that when Maria's way past apparition time. She doesn't appear to her till she gets in the bedroom. First thing Maria does, she comes here, we go to the bedroom, Our Lady appears. 
And Maria says, she's tranquil. She's in serenity. She's at peace. She's calm. Among you, I feel love. We love her. She responds to that. She likes to be around that. Because she started this message today that says, I have come to you among you for you to give me your concerns. Wow. So jumping down in the middle of the message, back to what we were talking about. Among you, I feel love. Thank you. And for that love for we give here to her, she says, thank you. For the sake of that love, I am imploring my son that none of you, my children, will return home the same as he came. So she's given us through this a statement afterwards. It says, that you may take with you all the more hope, mercy, and love that you may be my apostles of love who will witness with their lives that the Heavenly Father is a source of life, not death. We have been given here by the Holy Virgin Mary, whom we love greatly, a way of life that has attracted many people that want to do the same thing here and to duplicate it with communities as numerous as the stars. We believe that. We believe we've been favored, not because we're holy, but because she chose us for something. And geographically has done something at a spot, the only spot outside of Medjugorje. And we're using that as an investment. And we've held on to this for 30 years. And we've been battered. We've had to fall down on our knees. We've been through many storms, difficulties, persecutions. But we're not going to stop. And we're not ashamed of Our Lady. We want her to be with us here even more. And we don't apologize when she says something that may cause problems. You mean the bishop's going to say, you mean she just comes here and says, my son when he was little was saying, you're going to be the mother of everybody, mama. See, this is a problem. But not for us. We hear it and we cherish it and we love it. Of the storm. 
Will we grow in God's faith unless we have to face all the battles that's thrown toward us? If we can't overcome these things in our own lives, you never will in others. The purpose of the messages of a lady being with us is to give us the cognition and the experience of going through our trials. That's why she said, Give me your concerns. 
nobody's had this intimacy in a widespread way as we have right now with the apparitions of the Virgin Mary and Misericordia. We're in a special, unique time. She said that in the 90s. You're in a particular time. We've never experienced what we have today. But thank God we are. And be sure also to read the writing that we published this afternoon, the writing from a friend of Medjugorje titled The Battle Within. It's a writing from the message of Our Lady today. If you're not reading these writings, you're missing out on the happening in the world. It's not enough just to read the message. You have to understand how to understand that message in the context of the world we live because Our Lady is giving these messages within the context of the present time. And so it's important that you stay close to those things, stay close to the writings. And again, that's a Medjugorje headline titled The Battle Within. Uh, We hear from people all over the world, people from our mission house, particularly the Croatian people who are being fed this material, who are being fed this direction and helping them in a reconversion experience, the people that Our Lady herself chose and said, you're a chosen people. And so for all of us who are chosen by Our Lady, it's conversion is not a one-time process. It's something that goes on throughout our entire life. And so that's not something you can just simply do on your own. You have to stay close to spiritual writings. You have to stay close to the message and close to an understanding of how that applies in this present time. In regards to the message today, Our Lady said, as a mother, she, and then she went on and said, uh, who will call me mother? Among you I feel love. Our Lady, later on in the message, said in a motherly way. So, in recent messages, Our Lady has been emphasizing her motherhood in a very strong way. Now, in this message, she, this is a message for non-believers. You've always said that the message of non-believers pertains also to believers because we all have non-belief in us. Why is the need for Our Lady to continue to repeat this to us, this her motherhood? Why is it that even us who are believers, why do we need to keep hearing this over and over and over again? A mother's a healer. The world needs healing. The family needs healing. All we hear is about the husband. He leaves or he does this and he does that. A woman, a wife, a mother has the cure abilities, the cure and the ability to keep a husband at home. You say, there's no way I could have done that to my husband. Well, there may be another way that you could do invoking love to invoke love back. Women are underestimating the power and influence they have over what the situation is today. Eve began the fall of man. And the greater emphasis is on the woman today. She has the power to do what she needs to do to cure the world. Our Lady's coming first for the women and for mothers. And so that's why she referring to herself. Actually, she one time on Yvonne several times actually, I was there one night though we were questioned it after the program meeting. On Apparition Mountain, Our Lady said to herself, the mother calls you to pray. Why would she call herself the mother? Strange verbiage, strange language usage. Except she's emphasizing to imitate and be imitated first by the mothers. 
You say, well, my husband's a louse. Well, you have to be a perfect wife to him, if he is, for the sake of your own children. And I said here, for the sake that love, I am imploring you, my son, that none of you, my children, will return home the same. So that what your husband is, and he's not a good man, and he's not a good husband, that you, through your love, not make your children the same. That how they see you react back to your husband when he's not good, or he's not gentle, and not being the man he's supposed to be because he's warped from what his mother and father was doing. She's the cycle breaker. I've said it before. I know it's true. That the woman is the creator of peace. The man is the maintainer of it. If she wakes up in the morning and she's not going to be in peace, there's nothing the man can do to call peace forward. He maintains it only. She creates it. And every man can testify to that. And if a woman's honest with herself, she can testify to the same. If she's peaceful through the day, even if her husband is warring, and she maintains that calmness, that inner serenity, she tames him down for what he may be even worse. But the cycle, the point I want to make, is even if it doesn't work in her lifetime with her husband, it will with the children because they will greatly admire her. They will come and break the cycle as she says, for the sake of love, I am imploring my son that none of you, my children, will return home the same as he came. That you may take with you all the more hope, mercy, and love. That you may be my apostles of love who will witness their lives that the Heavenly Father is a source of life and not of death. It may be difficult for people to see this. And we have a whole culture that brings the father out of the home and even the mother. This cycle of life is driven by materialism. Our Lady, what she's done here is put where our children are with us all throughout the day. We see what they do. I made great effort, even when I was in business, to be at my children or be around my kids when they did something or some school function. I wanted to be there. And it was always a fight to be there because of business. But the culture has even gotten worse. The electronics even complicates things more. You go out to eat and you see families sitting together, both parents and two, three kids, all on their little phones or computers, and they're isolated there. We have a segregated family, little islands who are in the same ocean of the house that they live in, but with water separating them. And most of that is cyber, the computers and things and the way it works. But much of it is driven by materialism. And so we miss the life of our children. We wake up later and see what's happening, and you can't, you can't regain that. And the culture is driven this way. It's the breakup of the family. It's the loss of memories. It's the loss of love. Our lady wants us to see that because you're missing life. And the beautiful thing we have here is that we have a way of life that our children are around us. They grew up and we have memories of our place. They have place. That they live life. And this is important to have a sane culture. On a plane to the west coast Laptop on my tray 
Paper spread across my seat A big deadline to make An older man sitting next to me said Sorry to intrude Thirty years ago, my busy friend I was you I made a ton of money And I climbed up the ladder Yeah, I was Superman Now what does it matter? I missed the first steps my daughter took The time my son played Captain Hook in Peter Pan I was in New York, said Sorry son, dad has to work I missed the father-daughter dance The first home run, no second chance To be there when he crossed the plate The moment's gone, now it's too late Fame and fortune come with a heavy price Son, don't miss your life Funny you should say that I was sitting at the gate My daughter called, she made straight A's and they're off to celebrate Scrolling through the pictures of my little family My daughter with her mom and friends, not a single one with me Our fourth and fifth anniversary Our girl was early by a week Her sister had to hold her hand I was in LA, she said I understand I missed her first day of school Man, what kind of crazy fool Let's such precious moments pass We all know time goes way too fast Hold on tight cause it don't happen twice Don't miss your They make my mom and dad are driving in. I haven't seen them, and God knows when my wife will probably say to me, I thought you were supposed to be in Portland for a few more days. I'll take her in my arms and say, I heard some words that hit me hard last night. A man said, Don't miss your Praise God, it's showing us we have to have place to anchor, place of life. We've structured our life here through the messages where we don't miss life. We're busy like everybody else, but we join up for the rosary. Our kids are in a school next door. They come out and play. We see them throughout the day. They're going through the building, and they're very comfortable wherever they are on the grounds with us, and we see the funnies that they do. They see the things that we do. They learn to love work because they're in the middle of our work constantly. And so it's not just, oh, we got to go to the beach or we got to go over here. We got to go do things or we got to go somewhere else. Your place is supposed to be life. It's your home. And that's one of the gifts that already is given to us here that we want to pass on to others. That's why others want to start community because community and the future of community is a life. And 
Life will never be perfect. It's never going to be a Garden of Eden because we lost that with original sin. But if you follow the messages, you can reach a high degree of not missing life. Going back to this sentence that you were speaking about, which our lady said that you, she's calling us to be apostles of love who will witness with our lives that the Heavenly Father is the source of life and not of death. So there are those who are promoting by their lives that the Heavenly Father is a source of death. Who is doing that in our world today? Well, we have to see that there's people promoting ideologies in their religion that their God is for death. And you're commanded to kill infidels. Not all of them, because not all of them adhere to that. Yet it's in some of their writings. And through our history, this has happened. But you have Satanists also doing things that are anti-God because their God is Satan. The whole Oklahoma thing is just about that. And we've talked about Bishop Coakley in Oklahoma. And actually, got just before we came on the program, news that he is going to do something. Praise God, we did a, a special last Thursday night. If you haven't heard it, you need to listen to this. You need to spread it. And you still need to continue in writing Archbishop Paul Coakley to support him and encourage him to go all the way with this. So we got five minutes before we came on the air tonight, the bulletins of what they just put out. And it's important that we react to that. It's important that you go ahead and put your voice in there writing to the diocese office that we, we want you to know you're supported. And it's also important that you spread this to all across the United States and go to Oklahoma on August 15th because we got the bishop to do something. And you know what that something is if you listen to the program. What do we title that program? Don't Let It Be Woe, America. Why don't you go ahead and read the, what he's, he's scheduled now? Because so, we want more than this even. We, we want this to be stopped through prayer and whatever else is necessary beyond that. So you need to go and listen to the Radio Wave Medianomics special. It's the July 28th special titled, Don't Let It Be Woe, America. That's a very important thing to listen to. It answers every question, every objection that could possibly come up in regards to this. And this is an important thing. So Archbishop Coakley has organized a, looks like a ecumenical type of prayer gathering on Monday, August the 15th. It's on the diocesan website, the Archdiocese of Oklahoma City. And he's saying that in response to the blasphemous event and other acts of hatred and violence, Archbishop Coakley has called for the people, for the faithful and all people of goodwill to pray and participate in a unity prayer service and walk scheduled for August 15th. And there is more information on the Archdiocese of Oklahoma's website. That website address is A-R-C-H-O-K-C.org. So that's Archdiocese of Oklahoma City. And you'll see the information there for their prayer gathering on August 15th. Again, if you go listen to the Medianomics special, Don't Let It Be Woe America, you'll see, you'll understand how strong the call is for that. And be sure to write your letters of support. Uh, there's a phone number. The phone number for the Archdiocese of Oklahoma City is area code 405-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-
five, six, five, one. And that's the office of the Archbishop, Oklahoma City. And again, it's important to let them know you support them and that we want more also than just the walk and the prayer. We want this to be stopped. I had a question that goes with this for you, a friend of Medjugorje. And that is how important are the numbers that are to show up in, in Oklahoma City for this event? How important is it that we see great numbers there to support this bishop? Well, if you have to drive halfway across the country, you have to fly in. We put the pressure out there to do this. We did it to Alabama Supreme Court. They said they never had that many letters coming from all over the United States and other countries. And they were very impressed with this. It moved to Alabama Supreme Court to still be the only Supreme Court in the United States of America that stood up to the U.S. Supreme Court that we hold marriage as between one man and one woman. And we still have that order against the probate judges to give any license out. The only state in the United States doing this. And a lot of that support came from them through the letters that you sent and the phone calls you made. They were delighted by this. I can't say the Archdiocese of Oklahoma may be happy about it, but we're not trying to make people happy. We want you to thank Archbishop Coakley for doing something, but we want to encourage that and continue the letters that we're not going to take this anymore. You have to hold the bishops accountable for them to rally us up to be the megaphone to call us. If you don't respond to that, why would the bishop call anybody else out? So thousands of people need to go there and spread this everywhere. Go viral with it. Tell people from all over, wherever you are, drive there. If you have to drive 12, 13, 14 hours to stay there that afternoon and that evening and drive back to the night, do it. This is for Our Lady. And let the bishop see when they do this, the response we give to them. We'll go, we said we'd go up there, we're going to send as many people up there as we can ourselves, all the way from Alabama. We're going to support this. And so go online, look at this, and you spread this. It's critical that you do these things. And, and especially call tomorrow, thanking him he did this, and it even gets stronger. Because if they say, wow, I didn't, know, I didn't know I had that kind of power. I didn't know people respond. We're ready to respond, and we have to. This is our day's call. It's a call to action now, confrontation. The fact that Our Lady today gave a message, and it's the anniversary of the August 2nd message in which she gave that battle cry that there's a great struggle about to unfold between my son and Satan and human souls are at stake, and this is the anniversary of that message and we are fighting this battle in Oklahoma City. And she says today, I have come to you, among you, and for you. And then later on the message, she says, among you, I feel love. Thank you. For me, I can see that she's responding to this whole Oklahoma thing, that she's saying, I will be there with you, among you. Because we're there to defend her honor. And as you said, writing the letters is step one. Step two is we have to be there in numbers that there can be an impact, not just for this event, but that other bishops will be encouraged by seeing the response 
that they won't be standing alone either when it comes to their state and whatever Satan throws at them. Well, it's time for us to get out of the streets. I want to correct something real, real easy to glow over. We don't defend the Virgin Mary. She does not need any defending. But what we do have to do, it's just like truth. You don't defend truth. God, God is truth. He don't need defense. What it does need is protection. We protect truth. We protect the church. We protect our faith. We protect the Virgin Mary from this happening. So who are we protecting it from? From people that's themselves on a human level. So we don't defend. There's no defense needed in that sense. We do need to protect. And this is necessary for us to do this. So I'm grateful for Archbishop Coakley for doing this. It's August 15th. And those times are 6 p.m. and 6.30. Go get more details in the site as Riaz talked about. And we need to be realizing that we need to hold each other. We need to lay down ourselves, let certain things go. The world's falling apart. And our ladies told us that. Everything is passing. Everything is falling apart. Only the glory of God remains. So if your world is not falling apart, just stop. Just quit holding it. The purpose of things falling apart is to fall in place. So if we tear up our world, we tear up our ego, we destroy those things of selfishness and judgments, then everything will fall into place because God will reorder it. That's what it lays here is to bring order, to bring the priority of the things that should be happening in our culture instead of what we've prioritized. We've got it all wrong. We need to lift our hands and lift our eyes to Our Lady, and she'll find us. Hold it all together, everybody needs you strong. But life hits you out of nowhere and barely leaves you holding on. And when you're tired of fighting, chained by your control, there's freedom and surrender, lay it down and let it go. So when you're on your knees, an answer seems so far away. You're not alone, stop holding on and just be here. It's not falling apart, it's falling into place I'm on the throne, stop holding on and just be here Just be here Just be here If your eyes are on a storm, you wonder if I love you still if your eyes are on the cross, you know I always have and I always will. And not a tear is wasted in time you'll understand. I'm painting beauty with the ashes, your life is in my hands. So when you're on your knees, an answer seems so far away. You're not alone, stop holding on and just be here. I'm on the throne, stop holding on and just be here Just be here 
answer seems so far away You're not alone, stop holding on and just be here Your world's not falling apart, it's falling into place I'm on the throne, stop holding on and just be here Last note on this message is that when a lady said, we'll return home, it struck me very strongly and profoundly in a way that when God created our soul at our conception, when he gave it to us, the soul came from him. He created it. It, it has a beginning. It have no ending. But it's destined to go and return to home. And where is home? He who created it. And of course, L.A.'s messages have been such that she says, long for your home, for eternal life. And we see many things that we think about and we pray here that God fulfills the moment of our death. In other words, things can interfere with that. You can recklessly live. You can just own your body through abuse and cause that death to be quicker than it was supposed to be too, as far as God's timing for you. But we always relate that too as riding off on horses. When you're an agrarian, you see things in a different light. You see things in a more beautiful way. And we will draw our last breath and be riding off like those horses when you see them galloping through our pastures here or anywhere that you're riding down the road and you see these fresh Mornings, it's cool that they're galloping. These creatures speak to us in a beautiful way. But also, riding off in the sunset, you'll have that one day. I've been where people had died that was friends. I know one man who was our one of our early board of directors, and his wife was panning. She was dying, and he realized she was panicking, and he just leaned over. He says, honey, just let go. Just slow down, let go. And she quit panicking. She breathed two or three more breaths and she died. My sister-in-law the same way. She was dying. I whispered into her, Jesus, come, Jesus, come, calm down. And serenity came over her. Calmness came over her. And she just slowly faded away. It was beautiful. And so... The main thing we need to be always looking at is that moment that we're going to meet Jesus Christ with his mother. And it'd be like those horses riding off into the sunset. You're going to be on them one day. She held him close Then she kissed his face He said it just has To be this way Yours is the heart I'll always keep I'm not gone even if I leave 
Horses has always been a part of my wife's and my life, even before we got married. Our dates were at a ranch. And that's threaded through even to our kids today. God gives many gifts, 
and many memories. And I'd like to wish her on her birthday today, happy birthday. And we end this for remembering that one day we're riding the sunset. You need to be praying to make sure that the day you die is the last sunset God has planned for you. It'll be your glorious moment, your wedding day into eternity. We wish you our lady. We love you. Good night. This ends the Radio Wave Show with a friend of Metrigoria. You can order this show on CD by contacting Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. Again, 205-672-2000.